Hello and welcome to The Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this um, meeting of Sexaholics Anonymous. Um, my name is Denise, and I'm a great, grateful recovering sexaholic. Um, Sober since the 29th of November 2009. Um, and the topic of this meeting is keeping it fresh, avoiding complacency. Can you use your teacher voice, please? Oh, you've asked my teacher voice? <laughs> That's a scary one. Uh, my co leader is Ben. Bob G, sorry. (laughs) Please turn off any electronics and please do not record any of this session. In the spirit of the fifth tradition to carry the message, this session is being streamed live on the internet around the globe. In addition, it is also being recorded. The streaming and recorder Uh, will not be turned off during this session. If you do not want to be live-streamed or recorded but need to share, we encourage you to attend another non-streamed, non-recorded meeting. Please do not touch the recording equipment. When it is time to share, come up to the front and sit next to us lined up to use the microphone. Please leave the microphone on the table and don't touch it because it makes noise on the recording. Thank you. Um, So, let's begin with a moment of silence for all those who who still suffering or unable to attend a meeting, followed by the serenity prayer. Serenity, serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I will not ours be done. So again, our topic is keeping it fresh, avoiding complacency. Um, we will share for five or six minutes about how this topic applies in our lives. Then we will open up the meeting for all of you to share. You will each have two minutes to share before our volunteer um, calls the time. Okay, so please come up to the chairs if you want to speak ahead of time so we have a flow of speakers. Bob is now going to share his experience, strength and hope. Thank you, Denise. My name is Bob G, and I am I am a, an incredibly grateful sexaholic. I've been in program for many, many years, 
And I've been sober for 24 years, one day at a time, by the grace of God, and my sobriety is progressive. I say that because um, when I look back on my life, I see that today I'm way more sober than I was then. But I don't want to minimize what what the program has done for me of doing the steps, the application, and everything else from the very first day, even when I was slipping. It's very important for me to remember that, and it's very important for me to encourage all my sponsees and any other guys I talk to. This is a fantastic, fabulous program. And the bottom line is, in fact, as I've matured through the years, and I ask the question of my higher power, What's really the most important things? And the most important things is what I received that I lost before I got into program. And I lost really the capacity to be known and to know. I lost the intimacy of relationships that I so desired as a young man. I was raised in a very difficult household of alcoholism and parents that really were not capable of being there process of the program helped me go through and resolve in all those areas. And by saying all of this, this topic is one that really means a lot to me because my program today is never complacent. It is never dry. And it's not about performance. It truly is about intimacy on the level that I dreamed of. I have a hobby of raising orchids. I've done this for many, many years. They are incredibly difficult if you buy the difficult ones, which I seem to happen to like, <laughs> abuse for things, and and I have to, I give them a lot of care. And I, I was thinking about this in light of that because I live in Florida and they rot real easily. And I lose a lot of them and I go buy some more. And uh, But, you know, our lives are not like that, you know. Um, yes, we do the same. We rot and we fall apart and everything just like that. But... We can't fix each other. I can kind of do things to help my orchids, but they're going to do what they want. But we have a higher power that can do incredible things for us. He can do a transformation that none of us can do for each other. But we can stand alongside of each other, and we can help each other. And to me, the most the, coming here was amazing for me. I, I love these things. But this one I particularly like because I've been in Florida for three years and I made some really great friends there, and I really enjoy that very much. But my home group is from New Jersey, and um, and that's where I was for years. And so, so many of the guys that I was really close to were down here for this time. And I told my new my Florida guys, I said, "I'm lost. You you, I'll see you once in a while, but I'm going to spend time with all those guys." And I have had a ball. I mean, it's been fantastic. And as I, you know, I'm 74 years old now, and I just think life is still rich. It's still full. It's still blessed. And I don't work, so I have a lot of time that you guys, most of you, you know, don't have. But I'll tell you, it is a very personal time. I um, I primarily work the first three steps. I All the other ones, as the issues come along, I will deal with those things, which I think are essential because like I said, it's not about performance. It's about becoming aware of the things, the character flaws, defects that I have, that I am capable of dealing with and, and uh, moving towards a resolve. And that's done twofold, certainly by my higher power, because he knows exactly what they are. And I don't feel like he 
throws them in my face saying, you're not right, you're not getting it right, Bob. He brings people in my into my life circumstances that will make me aware that I have flaws. I One of my sponsees, he, he has no problems uh, saying to me when I'm off base. And I... For a long time, I'm not, a, I'm not a really good hearer. I'll listen to people, they'll speak, and then all of a sudden I interrupt because I'm afraid I'm going to lose the next word. And I've learned to be quiet and learn to listen. It's still a work in progress, but I, I do do it. And I realize how people appreciate that just as much as I appreciate it. Um, getting into the second step for me was a real challenge. Um, I went through all the steps. In fact, I, uh, with all my sponsees, I, uh, I make them go relatively quickly through them because I feel like you, uh, you're going to go through them again and then you're going to go through them for the rest of your life, which is true f- for me in my own experience. But the second step of restoration to sobriety and sanity, uh, was like a foreign idea. I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't sane, so I didn't know what it was, you know? And I looked around at most of the people in the groups. They were nuts as I was. And uh, and uh, I just thought, well, how do you reach this? Well, I believe my higher power knows very well what that is. And so with hope, I've looked forward to those times, and he's never failed me at all. And to me, it's as, it's as important to have an intimate relationship with my higher power as it is with each one of you guys and girls. And... Uh, so the freshness of my sobriety and keeping it alive is really about being into relationships. When I go to meetings, um, I don't hide, which I used to do, or I used to leave early, and now I hang around, and I get an opportunity to share my experience, strength, and hope. In the group that I primarily go to uh, on Monday nights, we've had an influx of a, a large amount of young young people in there which has been a delight to my heart. And one of the things that has made me so excited is that when the meeting is over, they stay for the meetings after the meeting. And it's just amazing to watch all these guys from all different backgrounds and women. Uh, our group is mixed, and not as much as I like, but it is mixed. And uh, and they talk, and they talk, and healing takes place. And I'll tell you, when we're honest with each other, Healing will take place if we tell the truth about ourselves. Probably the one place that I finally realized I have same-sex issues, and so I came in with tremendous amount of shame and guilt and all the other stuff that went along with it. It took me quite a long time before I realized that if other people are taking my inventory, they're not taking their own inventory. And it wasn't a criticism of them. I just thought, why am I going to take all their stuff on me? i got enough of my own to deal with tonight. And... uh so anyway, with that, um, that's it. Thanks. Hi, I'm Denise. I'm a sexaholic. Yeah, I'm very grateful to share on this topic. Um, and I kind of chose it for selfish reasons, you know, because um, I realized I was kind of, well, I suppose I thought I was getting off track when I think I was just going through normal sexaholic stuff, you know, um, and uh, trying to avoid complacency because what happens to me is, um, you know, I have a job, I have healed relations with my family, I have my little dog, I have my my things. And I start thinking I'm okay, 
um, you know, I can do this and I can do that, you know, and um, I kind of forget. And then the meetings might slip a little bit because I have to go to yoga, you know, or I have to go to something else or whatever. And I, I need to be um, careful with that, you know, because that's my disease talk. And, and I'm very blessed that what keeps me fresh and, you know, all the rest of it is that there are all these conventions and speakers and resources and service because I think my disease anyway, my brain is, is very active. You know, I need to keep it busy in this, in a positive way. You know, obviously I need to meditate and slow it right down and lower my expectations, but I have a big brain, so I need to be thinking about something. And so if I'm thinking about translations for SA, that's a bit better than thinking about something else, isn't it? You know, uh, <laughs> And going to conventions and doing service. Um, I try to convey this and I don't know how successful I am in my own group. Um, like the actual joy of service. Like it's not work. For me, it's a party. You know, it's great fun. And the blessing is that I am the only, there's two women in Ireland and I'm the only one in my own group. So I had to find a solution that worked. I needed to stay sober, you know. How do I stay sober, you know? And I'm in another fellowship, but they didn't get what I was talking about, you know. I wasn't safe there because lots of the men were flirtatious. In SA, they're not. You know, we're here. Our primary purpose is to stay sober. <laughs> so it's on the table, right? That's what we're not doing, um, so, and I, I, I had tremendous loneliness after the meeting because I had no fellowship, you know, um, my sponsor was in Australia, um, and, um, I'm very grateful I came into Ireland because the sober members there were well able to help a woman, you know, they were very capable of that and it was very safe, um, and, but then I said, well, how am I going to keep this alive and fresh, you know? Um, so we have the fellowship that, um, was mentioned by the previous speaker after the meeting. And that's a safe way. All of the members are going for coffee, you know, uh, it's part of the service of the group. So every Saturday, whoever's at the meeting, it's announced and people just go. And we have for years. Um, so that, that, that's great because it helped me interact with people, you know, and feel a part of. And when I was feeling very low and lonely, you know, you hear all, you feel all the love in the meeting and then you go home and there's nothing like, you know, um, so, you know, for me, I'd say keeping the complacency in my own life, I, I really just need to just keep the focus on recovery because I get very distracted with, I'm not creative. I'm not doing a project. I need to set up my own business. You know, I have all this. And then I'm blessed when we had a, an AA speaker come to Dublin last weekend, one of the major speakers, like major, not major, but a very good speaker, you know, and that renewed me again, you know, it renewed my spirit. It reminded me I need to be in SA and everything else is incidental. It's, it's facilitating that. Not that I'm in SA so I can get a good job or I can get married or I can have a big house. It's the opposite direction. I'm living in the fourth dimension. That's where I want to live. And anytime I come alive inside, it's somebody who's talking about that. Every other time I'm just dead. I'm bored. 
I'm dead. I'm not connected. I need to be connected to 12 step. Now, obviously we have our 11 step and our spiritual steps and each person has their own faith tradition and their access and their techniques for accessing, um, their higher power and their own conscious contact with the higher power. But I think what the program offers us is very specific. It's actually a conscious contact with the higher power and it's a lifestyle across all of our affairs. And so I just really, for me, I really need to, um, tap into that. Nothing else works. You know, I have a lot of friends who are artists, successful artists. They're very, um, spiritual people, you know, facilitators. I'm an educator, you know, all of these wonderful people. Um, but I, I, I need you guys, you know, hanging out with them doesn't do for me what hanging out with you guys does for me. It just doesn't, you know? Um, so yeah, I kind of, I said I chose this for a selfish reason because I was feeling a bit, you know, depressed, a bit flat. Then we had our EMA regional assembly and that's not flat, right? That's great fun. That's cool. Like, you know, and then I had this specifically for me, of course, you know, this, um, AA speaker who I'd previously been listening to of my own. It was a coincidence. He was actually down the road. Like I'm in Ireland and he's from Las Vegas. I mean, it never happened before. You know what I mean? So I took it very personally and said, thank you, God. I appreciate the gift. <laughs> and then I'm here, you know? Um, so I think it's that simple. Actually, I need just to live in SA, you know, my primary purpose. Um, and then everything else from that flows, you know, and the miracles happen. Um, and I forget that I'm not religious. I'm not a part of any specific faith tradition. I have a number of things I like to do. You know, I'm a bit, um, I, I, I just go where I feel God. So it could be, you know, it could be in Israel. It could be here. It could be, you know, it could be anything, but it's, it's God for me, you know, and it makes it a bit, it makes it interesting, but also a little bit harder because on my own personal practices, I don't have, you know, a kind of a unified thing. Um, but I definitely feel God, you know, very strongly, um, in, in people here and that. So, um, and yeah, and I have to say, I need to, my own home group, um, I'm the long-term sober member, you know, and I'm a woman as well. So I'm like, you know, what, what is it? Wendy with the lost boys. <laughs> and I don't want to be Wendy anymore. I'm tired. <laughs> And I'm sure they're sick of it as well, you know. So I really have to step back. And I just realized, actually, I, I was gender shaming myself, saying, you know, women control. I was doing all this stuff. But actually, I was in a previous meeting and other members, male members were feeling the same way in their home group. So it's not really a gender thing. It's just if you've been around and you're feeling it's a bit stagnant in your group and you're that thing in the big book about being a bleeding deacon or the elderly states person, you know, um, that's a bit of a jump and, um, and also opening new groups. We need to keep remembering that I opened a group, um, because I needed another group, you know, for whatever reason. Um, and that is actually our primary purpose. I think we're forgetting about that a little bit. I know myself, I could open a few more, you know, um, we're supposed to be, you know, expanding. And obviously if there's no, 
And I find that exciting. That keeps me like my brain's going, yeah, that's cool. PI work. Yeah. Let's go to a treatment center. You know, wow, that's cool. Let's go talk to these guys. You know, wow, that's fun. Hey, and our talent shows, seriously, you know, it doesn't get better than that, you know, so. Yeah, I'm really grateful you're all here and, um, I'll, I'll miss, I'll miss this when I go home. So I need to be careful to bring it home with me, you know, because I need to live my life in Ireland and bring the love to my life, you know, so I'll leave it at that. Thanks. Thanks, you now have the opportunity to share with the group. Please focus on the topic of the meeting. Um, like sharing in any essay meeting, please limit your sharing to the topic, avoiding explicit description or distracting comments, and focus on the solution rather than the problem. Please do not share anything that legally would have to be reported to the authorities. Please line up to our right or to our left so we don't have to wait for each person to come up. Please speak loud for all to hear, you will have two minutes to, sh to share. Good morning. My name is Israel. I'm a grateful recovering sexaholic from Muncie, New York. Uh, yeah, keeping it fresh. Um, I had an interesting uh, text conversation with my little sister um, Friday night, and she says, how are you, how's it going? I say, uh, yeah, I just took a shower, I'm going to sleep, uh, I love to speak to speeches at the meal, and, uh, you know, having a great time. She says, uh, well, yeah, have a good night, uh, I hope this, uh, inspiration lasts for a long time. <laughs> and I said, what... I'm only sober for today. I'm I'm not doing this for a long time. And I replied to her, I said, well, I hope the shower lasts a long time too. You know? <laughs> and uh, I realized when she said that, you know, I realized that um, I've been told that, you know, uh, today's shower, you know, today I got to take a shower every day if I want to stay clean. It does help that I took one yesterday. I don't have to take such an extensive one today. Uh, but I still got to take a shower every day. Keeping it fresh is doing the work, uh, from what I understand. Um, I was at one of these conventions once, and, or some kind of gathering of sexaholics, and uh, someone, you know, I said to someone, I said, uh, I don't know which meeting to go to, I don't know what to do, uh, should I go to all of them, should I go to none, should I, you know, those are the only two options I had. Um, and he's... he's he said, all it is over here is just another day staying sober, and you get to go to a few meetings while you're at it. Um, so that's what my, that's been my attitude past couple of days, and, um, I just, it's just another way of staying sober for today. Um, it's that simple. But by keeping it simple, I, uh, is that the time? Yes. Uh, I've been able to, uh, I've, I've gained so many more rewards, uh, by keeping it simple. Thanks, let me share. Thanks, Hi, I'm Matt. My name is Hawk. So I, I've been in the program now for 10 years. Uh, I've been sober since 2010. And uh, I, I, 
there's various points along the way. I think it's been easy for me to get complacent. Um, I think one thing that helps me, well, one obvious thing is just keep going to meetings. Um, and for me, it's been two meetings a week. Um, I've been doing that the whole time and I, I just, that's a part of my life and it's not a negotiable. So I think that's important. Um, they also say service. So I, I do service and that helps. And then uh, at least one more thing that I think is very important is having sponsees because that reminds me of all the things that I learned to begin with and helps me, you know, I, I have to explain to them. And then, then in the process, I'm like, oh, I probably should make sure I keep practicing that, that principle. Um, and then one other thing, um, it kind of, you know, progress we must or success eludes us. And so for pro- progressing, um, it used to, it's not quite as frequent now, but from time to time, it'll be kind of revealed to me some kind of character defect I need to work on. And it's kind of becomes the theme for me for a period of time. And so um, I'm trying to think what the theme is for me right now. Uh, for a while, it was surrendering expectations. And I think that's still um, a significant, um, oh, I know what the theme is now. I shouldn't forget it. It's living in the present. Um, and, and that one has really made a difference for me. Um, it's, it's been really great. And so just kind of continuing to try to grow. And, um, I think that's very important. So that's my thought. James from, uh, Arvada, Colorado, uh, Denver. Hey. Hi. Um, uh, everything that I'm going to say is probably, um, from our, uh, from the speakers because I, uh, the speakers were wonderful. Um, this notion of, uh, appreciating God's gifts in a, in a real kind of a, um, uh, a way that, oh, I can get loud. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, just, um, just, uh, appreciating God's gifts, uh, proactively, um, and, and, um, in a way that's, uh, boy, I'm just not speaking very well here. Um, just acknowledging God's gifts is really a key for me because what I tend to do is get into debating society in my head. I was actually there this morning, you know, trying to debate with myself whether, oh, is this real? Is this real? Is, is God's real? Is my interpretation of God real? You know, and I'm, uh, because I don't know. And it kind of led me to this trans- transformational truth that I've really been exposed to lately is I don't know everything. I don't know everything. And it really comes from a place where I do. I think I know everything. And this, this fact, this, this idea that I have in my head is based on this idea that I have, I, I complete knowledge of all the facts. And really, I, I guess I wasn't ready to hear it, but, um, at this point in my life, it's really becoming a, a heartfelt emotional truth that I don't have all the facts. And if I don't have all the facts, I can't really form a complete idea unless I reach out to you folks. I, I have God in my life. I have a sponsor that, that I talk to and that understands, you know. So, uh, thanks. My name is uh, my name is Gio. I am a grateful recovering sexaholic, and my sobriety date is February tenth, two thousand fourteen. 
Well, uh, when I came in, when I the first thing, the first hint of complacency I got uh, in the program happened after about three months, and it dawned on me pretty quickly that uh, if I didn't uh, at least be able to change things up to some way, uh, and if my program became more stale than a month old beer fart, that I was probably heading to an acting out episode if I didn't. Uh, however. Uh, I read one of the slogans I really attached on to is this slogan of service keeping you sober. And that's where I formed a lot of different connections, which keep my program right now uh, fairly, fairly fresh, uh, definitely full of life. Uh, the first uh, I started out first by being a meeting secretary, then a sponsor, then an intergroup treasurer, then a CFC chairperson. And now I'm a convention goer, and each of those uh, each of those experiences has provided me unique connections to my fellows, uh, and it's easier to stay in, in contact with them. It's I'm less if I'm if I'm connected, I know my my program is not going to fail, and I know it's going to always be uh, fresh and so forth. And uh, now that I've had time to kind of assess uh, what the speakers had to say and. Uh, what previous shares have had to say, I think I know my next, uh, what my next uh, endeavor will be as far as forming unique connections. And that is I plan within the next two years to be sitting at one of these tables in this convention, uh, leading, a, leading a meeting like this, uh, simply because of the connections that are there and the great people that are there. So uh, that's, uh, my, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jacob McGriff, recovering sexaholic. Um, I was I was coming at this meeting, I guess, trying to, you know, a lot of times I, I I feel like, oh, if I can only get this kind of thing in my program, this freshness, this newness, uh, then that will keep me sober. Um, and obviously, all these things to an extent does that, but nothing within it of itself does that. Um, I think from in my experience from what with with that newness and you know the home group you know you feel like it's getting stale and old and you know just the same people sharing the same people sober the same people not you know the same literature and things like that um I I I really think that you know like we always say the problem was within us it's not within the other person I think that when I'm struggling with things that aren't being fresh and I want something new and something different, then that's something that that's within me that I'm not working on and accepting. I think, you know, obviously there'll be hard times and there'll be times where things are not as easy as others. But again, if I feel and I'm not happy with my program and what I'm doing, then I have to really ask myself, like, what what's the problem here? Is the problem within SA and that, you know, my meeting isn't good or is there something that I'm not working on? Because, you know, like someone shared with me last night, it's not something that, you know, it's like this hard program to get. It's 12 steps. Let, let, let God into your life and it will happen, you know, and, and, you know, meetings are awesome. And I love that, like filling my brain with, with, with essay and filling it with service. Like, you know, my brain is, is going on and on and on. So if I could fill it with the good things, then that will really, help keep me sober. But again, if it, I, I like to blame SA or I like to blame other things. If my program isn't going well, I have to ask myself, is it within them or is it within me? 
Thanks. Uh, my name is Gary, grateful recovering sexaholic. Um, sober since October 30th of 08. Um, yeah, great topic. Uh, prior to discovery, uh, I became massively complacent. So this was a really good, and I just remembered that actually coming up here. Um, so several things for me that have kept it fresh. Uh, since the program started, uh, changed my morning schedule, and most mornings, not every morning, but I read program material. Um, I have a check-in partner that I talk to. There's been five over the years. If we're both around, we talk for five to 15 minutes. So I start my day with a program, and I start my day with prayer. Service work is the other part, uh, very involved in service, uh, working the phones for our IGO, so I'm calling in daily, or I oversee that group, so I'm on a four-person rotation. So the months I'm on, I'm calling in every day, and there might be no calls, there might be three calls, so then I'm reaching out to some newcomer, which is always a remember when for me. So um, that part of it in particular has really kept it fresh. Thank you. Thank you. Marty, I'm a grateful sexaholic. I can really relate to a young lady here. Uh, I feel really so good when I'm in a meeting. And this last month I've been walking to a meeting. I'm fortunate where I can walk to it. And, uh, sort of, sort of like a meditation, you know, and, um, I look around at my neighborhoods and stuff. It, it's sort of fun and it's, it's relaxing. Um, I start my day off with some type of 12 step literature. I say my morning prayers, go to work. Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, I, I've, I've just come off of a lot of overtime, and so now I'm on vacation mode, and I'm just, it's weird and strange because I'm so used to working my ass off all the time. When I get some downtime, it's just like, wow, I, I can do what I want for a while, and uh, I think that where some of that complacency comes from, or this, this feels weird and strange, um, I, I used to worry a lot. Um, I still have problems, but I don't worry anymore. I really don't. Because I know from working this program, there's some kind of thing. I don't know what it is. But there's some kind of thing that protects me. I really feel that. It's, it's hard to put into words. But I know just from the crap I've been through with the steps... Um, and, and staying sexually sober is difficult. This is not an easy thing to do. It's simple, but I find it difficult sometimes, but I can do it. So I know that there's a higher power that helps me. That's all I got. Thanks very much. Hello, group. My name's John. I'm from Baltimore. John N. Hi, everybody. Uh, I... I like slogans, and I'm just going to read a few ones that uh, I like to refer to. Slip, sobriety loses its priority. Um, coast, the only way you coast is downhill. A ditch, no matter how far down the road I've traveled, the ditch is right over there. Um, don't quit until the miracle happens. 
and don't stop coming because you will see other miracles happen. And that's one of the pleasures I have of seeing people coming in in the situation I was in when I first got there. And, you know, having years of recovery now and just seeing the way their lives have uh, changed. Um, this is a journey, not a destination. Um, I went to the doctor not too long ago and my cholesterol was real low and I said, can I stop taking the medicine? He says, no, you don't stop. That's what got you to this level. So... Um, uh, if you keep doing what you're doing, you keep getting what you're getting. And that can be positive. Um, also, uh, I have to ha- I can have euphoric recall, but I also have to have disaster recall. And uh, I read, you know, read just for the day every day. Um, if you know the way, light it for others. And uh, my final thing is a pitch. Uh, there's a Reverend Shoemaker who was a founding member of uh, AA. And I think I just recommend you look his writing up on the Internet. It's called So I Stand by the Door. And uh, very spiritual. Thank you. I'm Bill. I'm a sexaholic. Uh, I think that uh, the 12th step was uh, intended to keep uh, brain-damaged alcoholics from getting bored uh, with their program, and it works for uh, sexaholics as well. Um, I uh, I agree with uh, everyone who talks about uh, uh, has talked about sponsorship. Um, uh, sitting one on one, working with uh, another uh, sexaholic is probably the most fun I can have with my clothes on, and uh, <clears throat> and, uh, and 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 uh, and I really enjoy it. Uh, uh, really enjoy sponsorship. And my, uh, every so often my wife's a great baker and she'll ba- bake a batch of brownies or cookies or banana bread and say, you take this to the meeting and give them to your sponsees and tell them I said thanks for keeping my husband sober. I can't go through the horror of a sponsee's first and, and fifth step without reliving my own. That keeps it fresh. <clears throat> so having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. So once you uh, get, somebody said F, uh, through step five, because with my sponsees, uh, five, six, seven, and eight, five, six, and seven happen within an hour or so. Uh, continue working the steps, yes. Uh, then there's other things we do. We have uh, uh, breakout meetings for, uh, at my home group. Uh, for people with less than 90 days of recovery. I like to lead that meeting every uh, month or two. I, uh, if we have a newcomer's meeting, I like to, I don't lead every one of them, but I like to volunteer from time to time to leave a newcomer's meeting. When someone gives away uh, their step one, I don't go to every step one uh, meeting, but I like to go to those every couple of months. And, uh, and, and, and finally, I'll just close with this. Uh, 
When I was uh, seven years sober, I, I helped uh, work uh, on a piece of literature. If you were at that birthday party and saw those people picking up the 30, 31, and 32-year chips, they were in the writing group that this newcomer was sitting in. So service really takes it to a whole nother level. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, brothers and sisters. It's Andrew from Baltimore, and thank you. I'm not going to cut, uh, touch the table. Um, so again, keeping it fresh, avoiding uh, complacency. Um, this is this is a spiritual high, as a, as a, uh, a member of the program has 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 told me. You know, Andrew. You know, you do really well with the with the peaks. You know, of of a, of a convention, but it's going back to the valleys. That's going to be a struggle for you. Um, you know, and something, something in the literature, uh, and again, I, I forget where it is, but, um, you know, it says God will show you how to create the fellowship you crave. And, um, that is, I mean, that is, that is what I need. I need to stay connected. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've recently lost a job sober. Um, so I'm, you know, going back to the whole, um, difficult, you know, the whole difficult situation of having to look for a job and, um, hunt for a job and, um, but there are meetings I, I can get to. There's, um, again, I've, I've partly shared my step four with my sponsor. I mean, he sent me back to do more work on it. Um, I, I, I can, you know, really be demanding and say, Hey, can we please schedule time this week to get this sucker finished? Um, uh, cause you know, I, um, <laughs> uh, need to move forward. Um, there are a lot of meetings I, I can, again, meetings I can get to, um, and, and phone calls. I mean, those all I can I can increase. So it doesn't have to be a uh, high and then going back to a, an emotional low or an emotional crash. Um, there's there's a lot of a lot of work I can do to to stay connected and and stay in a good place. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, two more after this fellow here, so six more minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if if you dare go after me. Uh, I'm just sexaholic. <laughs> of the hopeless variety, uh, miraculously sober since February 16, 2015. Uh, just uh, really grateful to be here. Maybe I'm too close. Um, so I, on this topic, I first of all, I want to say ditto to uh, everyone who went before me. That, you know, all of those, all of those, uh, shares were really, really touching and meaningful. I guess for me, the, the thing I wanted to share from my experience, strength and hope is just the, the change in habits part of it. And I, I think it's been shared in a lot of different ways, but if I could just underline that and, and, uh, put an exclamation point on it. For me, the, you know, just changing my daily habits so that this becomes ingrained in my day to day behavior. Uh, I love the, the share about the shower. I haven't used that one yet. I usually use the cell phone one. I'm like, well, if you get a really good charger in your cell phone, you can leave it go for a month, right? I mean, it's, uh, or if you eat a really big meal, you don't have to eat for the, like, I won't eat for the rest of the week after this convention. So, um, uh, <laughs> so the, uh, you know, it, it reminds me of in, in the white book on the bottom of page 70, it says, surrender is a constant thing. Practice day by day, hour by hour, put into practice so often it becomes habitual. 
That's how we get the attitude change that lets the grace of God enter to expel the obsession. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite quotes, and it, it just reminds me that this has to be a day-to-day, everyday thing. It has to become part of my my routine. My uh, I have to live every day like I'm a hopeless sexaholic, and that uh, given one way, one minute away, or one day away from uh, from the solution, and I'm right back out in the problem again. And so I'm just really grateful uh, for to be able to immerse myself in the fellowship and uh, that, you know, it's my safe place. It's like uh, the swimming pool of safety. I uh, just got to drown myself in you guys. And uh, one of my other favorite uh, tools to keep it fresh is I'm addicted to newcomers. I, I love to, I, I call it stalking newcomers. So try it. Thanks. Hello, everybody. My name is Pavel. I'm a sexaholic. Uh, I was wondering if I have something interesting to say in this topic, but finally I decided to come up to the stage. And um, thank you for all your shares. It's really supporting my recovery. I am from alcoholic family as well, and I, fa- I, come, I found it very helpful for me that uh, in my recovery I was waiting for some kind of verdict from my father that when I joined to say that he would appreciate it. He's alcoholic for about 60 years, so it never happened to me, I, I, but underneath there's, inside me, there's something that I'm expecting that someone would say, you are good enough, you are, you are a good man, good person, but finally I decided to, to give up this expectation, because I know that uh, it is one day at a time program, and uh, um, I think that this verdict, that this kind of idea that I am a good person probably wouldn't change anything in my life uh, because I know that sexaholism is kind of untreatable disease and I, in order to stay sober, in order to, uh, to survive, I have to be with all of you. This is my second uh, international convention. I am very appreciate being there. I, ident- I identify with almost everything that was said uh, I am uh, sober for six years, and my my uh, my sponsor pushed me on a deep waters to dating of dating, and I am facing uh, in front of the disclosure to my partner, and it uh, kind of uh, make me paralyzed. That if she would know, maybe she would stormed out of the room, and and it, it we may end up at, at nothing. But I like to surrender this fear. I know that, uh, like it was said before, everything that would shape happened in my personal life is a byproduct of this program. I like to stick to the towards the program, and whatever happened, it it will be God's grace. Thank you for letting me share. Uh, Dan, sexaholic. Dan. Hey, everybody. Um, gratefully sober more than four years. Uh, just slightly more than four years. And um, I guess for me, uh, what's really been connecting in my head over the last couple of years has been, uh, it actually kind of comes from the business community. I'm an entrepreneur. And one of the things you hear just beaten into your head over and over again is get uncomfortable. And there's different lingo to describe that in the program. But a couple of things that I've heard guys with 20 plus years of sobriety say, or at least one thing was, if I'm aware of it, I got to do something about it. Speaking about uh, a character defect or a new attitude. Um, so I just kind of listen to those things and kind of figure, well, how does that apply to my, to my life and sobriety? 
And uh, for me, usually it's clear. Something starts swimming around in my head, and it swims around in my head, you know, for days and weeks. And it's like, oh, you know, that kind of looks like a pretty healthy thing to do. You know, and I, I might just check it with somebody else in the program, you know, just to make sure it's not some kind of insanity. Uh, but um, but uh, I found when I do those things, you know, that's kind of like that's doing the next right thing. So. For me, that's really important. If I could do that on a daily basis, that'd be great. I don't, I don't, uh, I, I'm not that good at it, but, um, I do try to maintain that daily attitude of, you know, if I'm feeling comfortable in my program, um, in one sense, that's okay, but in another sense, that's not a good thing. I don't want to get too comfortable. I want to be uncomfortable expanding my comfort zone. And I've just been fortunate. There's been a couple guys that have been, uh, uh, that are newer to the program, you know, with less than a year of sobriety. And they're like, can I call you? And I'm like, sure, you know, call me anytime. So I try to challenge and stretch myself, you know, in, in, uh, in terms of my personal network, how many people can I help? Uh, I have a terrible amount of stress, uh, in my personal life, uh, that's, that's outside of my control. And so trying to focus on that attitude helps me preserve, uh, my sanity and my sobriety. And I'm very grateful for that. I'll pass. Anything that you have heard at this meeting is strictly the opinion of the individual participant. Let's all stand and stay, say the seventh step prayer. Prayer. character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you, my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. Keep coming back. It works work if you're worth it. Thank you very much. I'll see you again in another one.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.